2: for now
3: Gold. To claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com. Now, NobleGoldInvestments.com. This
1: performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves
3: risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: Roe versus Wade is gone. It is over. It is kaput. It has been put in the dustbin of history. The leaked ruling that came out last month or on the edge of the month before is in fact true and even though that ruling said it was a 5-4 decision it is technically a 6-3 holding although roberts wrote a concurring opinion that clearly shows had he wrote the majority opinion he would not agree with the holding getting rid of roe we're going to talk about this we're going to discuss this but first we got to discuss the summer and the temperatures and then we'll get to it on the other side Sponsored transition the hottest temperatures of the year are here and this year in particular with the price of fuel it looks like it means the high Time for energy bills of the year. This is one of the reasons why I'm happy to announce my partnership with EasySummerCool.com. They have this amazing, power-efficient little mini AC that you have right here next to me. That's going to help supplement your cooling and hopefully lower your electric bill. Now, I'm told by people out there in my audience that this thing works a lot better in low humidity environments. So keep that in mind when you go visit EasySummerCool.com, where you'll find a 50% discount on this amazing device. That's EasySummerCool.com. Cool yourself down for less money than it would cost on your electric bill. So as you guys well know by this time, because the internet is ablaze with the news, Roe versus Wade is in fact over. The idea that you have a national constitutional right to an abortion in the first and second trimester but the constitution says that in the third trimester it's a state's rights issue is kaput that is done with that is over and thus because of that a bunch of states are going to be implementing what are known as trigger laws where they will to various degrees outright ban the procedure in their respective states now a lot of people are angry about this a lot of people are upset about this obviously there are protests in the streets over this because a lot of people are under the assumption that the supreme court somehow completely completely overturned abortion. Or they somehow violated the rights of women, but here on this channel, we do not believe that to be the case. Here on this channel, we actually understand constitutional law. So let me give you a rudimentary breakdown of the specifics. So the original Roe versus Wade decision hinged on this idea of an implied right within an implied right to privacy within the Ninth Amendment of the United States Constitution. As we've discussed on this channel, only about four states and DC at the time that Roe was instituted in this country had. legal elective abortion for a broad swath of reasons i believe 30 states outright banned it and 20 states many of which instituted their policies between when roe was initially filed and when it was decided had some varying degree of elected abortion procedures or whatever whatever so this was not a long-held institution in the united states of america this would not qualify as something that falls within the purview of an implied right of the constitution because most of the united states history related to abortion has been states criminalizing the act and that decision resting with the states however the supreme court in the roe versus wade decision decided that abortion protections were in fact somehow in the constitution but only for the first and second trimester and then it was a states rights issue because implied within the implied right To privacy in the constitution is this arbitrary barrier around viability which was set in the 70s and obviously technology has improved to such an extent that viability has been moving ever further back in the timeline from when a woman gets an abortion but whatever whatever that's pretty much where we were in this country for the longest period of time and this is an extreme analysis of where the right to abortion extends to compared to other countries other modern western countries who are significantly Less religious than we are. For those of you who think that the entirety of abortion restrictions comes from a religious element, we have European societies that typically draw the line around twelve weeks or ten to twelve weeks, in comparison to the United States, which had a Supreme Court ruling essentially protecting this so-called right up to twenty-four weeks. I Couldn't
0: believe it. I couldn't believe it because um, they actually did it. And and here's what they did: they the court actually took. A constitutional right that has been recognized for half a century and took it from the women of America. That's shocking. When you think about it, in terms of what that means, in terms of democratic principles, in terms of the ideals upon which we were founded about liberty, about freedom. Um, You know, I thought about it as, you know, a parent. We have two children who are in their 20s, a son and a daughter. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers i thought of it as an aunt of 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 preschool children and a woman yourself and a woman myself and the daughter of a woman and a granddaughter of a woman just a reminder because it seems like everyone needs it uh not just women get abortions people with uteruses get abortions trans people get abortions trans men non binary people people of all genders get abortions love you and a woman myself and the daughter of a woman and a granddaughter.
4: Now I've talked about on this channel more than a few times about how there are legal scholars that consider themselves personally pro-choice and they want pro-choice policies to be implemented broadly across this country. Who were very critical of the Roe v. Wade decision because the Roe v. Wade decision makes no sense. I've been mocking it repeatedly throughout the course of this video because this happens to be the case. It's one thing to want something passed legislatively, but the problem with Roe versus Wade, and I'm saying this. Strictly from a pro-choice perspective, was the fact that it was implemented top-down from the court without any solid constitutional basis for it. And because of this, the Democrats never went out of their way to codify what actually was a law written by the judiciary into federal law or into the state laws in an appropriate way in order to prepare themselves for this day so a lot of the panic that is going on across this country related to abortion is panic that in part is on the democrat side because they wanted to stand by roe but never actually go on the record related to this issue and therefore we're in a situation where we're still 50 years later waiting on the high court to decide these things and we're basing everything related to this issue issue around a supreme court case that was clearly and obviously wrongly decided again Honest constitutional scholars that consider them pro-choice have talked about Roe as in they like the law, it just should have been written by the legislature. Now, I mentioned the Roberts concurring opinion before we threw it over to the ad, and I just want to go over that briefly so you can understand why people are so mad about Justice John Roberts. Now, to be clear, Justice John Roberts, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, was appointed by a Republican, and this appointment is something that the Republican Party has regretted ever since he's been able to rule on important cases. Like, for instance, him ruling that the individual mandate in the Obamacare legislation was somehow a tax and therefore constitutional because whatever, whatever, he thought it would be politically disadvantageous for the Supreme Court to rule properly on Obama's signature health care legislation, which of course would have meant striking it down or at least striking down the individual mandate as unconstitutional. So Roberts is a guy who is mindful of the political perception of the court, and he often tailors his rulings in that vein. Now, specifically in this case, it involved a Mississippi 15-week abortion ban. So Roberts, the reason why he's technically in line with the majority, agrees with the cap that Mississippi put on abortion in that specific circumstance. However, he does not side with churning over Roe. He actually wants to implement a new, even more ambiguous standard when it comes to judging abortion legislation in this nation that, again, has no basis in the constitution at all whatsoever and is just him making up things in order to save face and trying to find a compromise between two sides that hate him both equally for trying to do so. So essentially, the argument that Roberts put forward is a bunch of legal nonsense, but it boils down to the fact that Roberts thinks viability, that's a stupid standard. Viability, that's ever-changing. That doesn't make any sense. And so far, you might say, so good. But the thing is, Roberts says the new standard should be a woman having a reasonable amount of time to decide whether or not she wants an abortion. Because we all know for sure that that is not ambiguous at all. That is not nonsensical. That is not Subjective and it's definitely something that is rooted in the constitution. If you go look in the implied right to privacy in the Ninth Amendment, then you shall see an implied right to have a reasonable amount of time to decide whether or not you want to get an abortion or not. (laughs) So, Roberts, absolute garbage. Roberts, absolutely embarrassing. However, there's also a concurring opinion that came from one Clarence Thomas. Now, Clarence Thomas actually doesn't believe that the idea that there's substantive due process exists in the Constitution. And by the way... Clarence Thomas is correct in that notion. There's a due process clause in the Constitution. There's actually technically two due process clauses in the Constitution, in the Fifth Amendment and in the Fourteenth Amendment. So Clarence Thomas is making the case that the Congress and the Court have overstepped their bounds multiple different times in multiple different cases related to privacy issues, and this ruling should actually be something that is looked into to revisit some of those other cases. And This has caused a lot of people on the left wing to panic thinking that the 2015 decision on gay marriage is likely up next on the chopping block. However, I think that's a bit overstated because part of the thing that you can see in Alito's opinion is that he's very much citing stuff against the Roe versus Wade decision. He's contradicting it. He's laying out a well-reasoned case. However, he's very careful to make sure that his interpretation of this law, his interpretation of this overturning is not something that's going to be broadly applicable to other other cases because essentially Alito wants it to stop here. And considering that most of the justices or the justices in the majority agreed with Alito's opinion, the existence of Thomas's concurring opinion does not somehow mean that they will all jump on board in that case. Although it would be very interesting for the issue of gay marriage to be revisited because Justice Roberts was a clear no vote on gay marriage back in 2015. However, he's a flip-flopper. He's somebody who doesn't want to be on any important decision to be seen as a political actor, and he thinks siding with the left wing is the only way to save the perception of the court, so it would be very interesting to see how he would react to those circumstances in a hypothetical world. Now, because Thomas wrote off this case and he explained his reasoning and how it actually is applicable in his mind to a bunch of other cases this has caused people on the left wing to talk about how gay marriage is next how the right to birth control is next how the right to this that or the other is next when in reality you would have to have a state legislature criminalize
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com flare.com
4: that action or get rid of that action in order to set the stage for this challenge i don't think that's going to be the case i don't think that's going to happen i don't see a state legislature in this country barring gay marriage from their state based on the fact that they don't want to engage in this fight on top of that there is no indication that if this gets kicked up to the supreme court that the supreme court will side with the social conservatives related to that issue now even though that's my opinion and i could be wrong on that there could be a state legislature that is bold enough to try this don't get me wrong that doesn't mean that hasn't stopped people on the left wing from speculating that the getting rid of gay marriage is somehow going to lead to the getting rid of interracial marriage and claren Thomas is gonna sign off on this despite the fact that he's a black guy who's married to a white woman and the suggestion is patently absurd. You see, despite what is popularly thought of as true in the United States that gays are the equivalent of black people or gays are the equivalent of other ethnic minorities in the country, in reality and in American jurisprudence, this is not the case. Laws that typically deal with gay people or homosexual behavior or whatever, whatever, are laws that are about behavior, actions that people take, and the government has a long history of criminalizing or permitting certain actions from individuals. People with their ethnicities or their races or whatever, those are immutable characteristics. And by the way, this is not something that's crazy or foreign or whatever, whatever. Most people in Europe acknowledge that being gay is a behavior and they're just fine with that behavior. This is the category that I fall into. If you're a consenting adult, I don't care what you do, but that doesn't make you a literal black person. That doesn't make you a Hispanic, a Native American, an Asian or- or anything like that. Those are immutable characteristics. They're not actions based on an immutable attraction or whatever if you believe it's an immutable attraction. Now, to be clear, I think it's a mixture of the two. If you want to put it on a spectrum, then that's totally fine because you have people who are clearly same-sex attracted and engage in same-sex relations in nations where they could be put to death for doing so, but at the same time, there's a lot of people that have more malleable sexualities. It's just a fact so it is definitely on a spectrum i do think part of it is in fact innate but again we're talking about behavioral categories versus a skin pigmentation something that is clear obvious can't be changed you can't go in the closet if you're black or asian or whatever whatever but you can do all of those things if you are in fact a gay that's just the fact you should know the difference and the constitution has a long history of recognizing the difference you see the 14th amendment of the united states constitution which was passed post-civil war clearly outlines protections for ethnic minorities against discrimination by the government and that law was written post-slavery so it is unambiguous what the 14th amendment is actually referring to the idea that you could just broadly apply this to any category in the United States of America is a very liberal interpretation of that 14th amendment. In reality, the strictest interpretation of the 14th Amendment would say that the governments local and federal are not allowed to discriminate based on race specifically based on black or white in this country that's just the way it is now obviously somebody's going to reference jim crow laws or plessy versus ferguson and yes jim crow laws did exist plessy versus ferguson was bad precedent that was eventually overturned in the brown v board of head case but that aside the intent of the 14th amendment and who the 14th amendment specifically applies to or was originally intended Tended to imply to is not ambiguous at all. Therefore, the idea that gay marriage would somehow lead to interracial marriage being on the table makes no sense at all because interracial marriage is something that is explicitly covered through the language of the 14th Amendment. Also, a lot of this relies on the fact that we're pretending that there's no significant difference between men and women and that the history of marriage, a civil marriage, recognized by the government, isn't about conferring some benefits onto people who are expected to be parents, which is true of different sex couples, aka traditional marriage, as compared to same-sex couples. That being said, I don't think gay marriage is typically under threat based on this. I don't see a state legislature passing it. However, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. But remember, this is in the Thomas concurring opinion, not in the majority opinion by Alito. In fact, Alito, in the majority opinion, seems to indicate that there's no desire by the court. To revisit issues the like same sex marriage, and that this is specifically about undoing Roe versus Wade. Again, we will cross that bridge when we get there, but it is very important for you guys to understand where Thomas is coming from and why Thomas's language related to same sex marriage, even though the issue is marriage, is not actually applicable to interracial marriage, which is something that is addressed in the Fourteenth Amendment. If you don't understand that the Fourteenth Amendment is explicitly at the time written and intended to be about black people. I don't understand anything about how your brain works. Although that being said, it would be kind of hilarious if Clarence Thomas decided, I'm sick of my wife, I don't want to get divorced, so I'll just have the government undo my marriage because whatever, whatever, you're causing too much trouble for me, why are you making so many headlines, you're just the wife of a Supreme Court justice, I don't care that you're an activist and people are trying to get me to resign based on your nonsensical actions. Now I don't want to focus too much on the dumb reactions to which you can find many are across the internet.com however i do want to highlight carlos maza at gay wonk calling for violence and talk about why i think this is worth highlighting from twitter fascists literally do not care how hard you vote they are not trying to win elections violence is the only language they understand and it's time we start speaking it now maza also posted an image of a molotov cocktail saying vote and the supreme court and obviously the arrow indicates that you should throw this at the supreme court to add to his open calls for violence which do not end there he quotes joe biden when he says be peaceful and says violence is a legitimate and appropriate response to oppression then he adds the suffragettes planted bombs queer people threw bricks violence has always been a necessary and important part of social justice and then he retweets somebody sharing the address of Brett Kavanaugh now the reason I'm highlighting Carlos Maza specifically is not because his stepdad's a billionaire and he's playing communists on the internet it's not because he's just annoying and his platform is terrible and he used to do a vox series that was absolutely awful in every possible way it's because this is the same guy that YouTube changed the rules on the platform after the fact to go after after Stephen Crowder. This person who's openly calling for violence on social media, retweeting specific addresses of Supreme Court nominees, is a guy who YouTube prioritizes over the largest conservative channel on the platform. This is the guy that the mainstream media went to bat for. So even though he thinks he's this anti-establishment communist who's really standing up for the marginalized people, this is somebody who has been groomed and prepped for media and backed by all our major institutions calling for violence against our Supreme Court. On top of that, Carlos Maza is the perfect example of someone who is a tough guy online and online only. Carlos Maza is not going to go out and commit violence against anybody. Carlos Maza is not going to throw a Molotov cocktail himself. Carlos Maza wants you, the idiot, out there in the audience to do it while he sips champagne in his penthouse in Central Park West. Carlos Maza wants you to get arrested in the name of abortion rights while He hangs out in his billionaire stepfather's mansion in Florida. Now, Maza might be the greatest example of somebody who is an internet tough guy online only and a total weakling wuss in real life. But this is actually broadly applicable to all content creators across the political spectrum that call for you to do violence based on what they believe. They're never going to step up to the plate. They're not these true believers that are going to go get after it and start the revolution. They want you to be the suckers on the ground because they're. They're far too cowardly to step up to the plate and this applies to people on the right wing and on the left wing anybody telling you to engage in violence look at what they do if they thought it was time for violence they wouldn't be asking you for donations on patreon to make their next video if they thought the times were dire it was the end of the world they wouldn't be telling you to subscribe to their newsletter so Carlos mazza might be the greatest example of this but this is applicable across the political spectrum anybody who's leading you towards violence is leading you astray anybody who's leading to towards violence who says the revolution is upon us and isn't doing so is a liar on their own remember when jenks nephew took his twitch stream out to the black lives matter riots to show how amazing this political movement that he was supporting was remember all the tough talk from him about how political violence and destroying stores and rioting was a-okay well when push came to shove what did he actually do and the reason a lot of you know this is when you heard he was going out to the riots you were trying to watch this for entertainment value he actually went home three hours before the sun went down because he knew, even though he totally supported Antifa, even though he was totally down with the riots in his heart of hearts, that he didn't want to be anywhere near it. Rioting is okay for you. He's going to take his $200,000 Twitch payout every single month and laugh all the way to the bank. Don't be a sucker. Don't fall for it. Again, if they thought it was the end of the world, if they thought everybody needed a call to arms because the fascists were taking over, they wouldn't be talking to you in front of a camera. They wouldn't be about it they'd be outdoing it themselves they're never outdoing it themselves because it's a grift it's a hustle they're trying to make money off of you they're trying to sucker you in they're trying to be the channel for your rage on any political issue on any side of the political issue because when you're angry when you're upset you chuck money in the direction of somebody who seems like he could be a leader for you so yeah carlos maza and anybody calling for violence ought to be ashamed of themselves and youtube as a platform ought to be ashamed of themselves for bending over back backwards changing the rules and enforcing those rules retroactively on behalf of this absolute coward who is calling for violent terrorism against the supreme court all that talk about january 6th where were you january 6th when our republic fell i was in a car dealership looking at a car and the guy was trying to sell me that frame damage is no big deal it just comes from parallel parking when i saw our republic getting frame damage apparently that doesn't matter anymore you could just call for it tweet out the address of a supreme court nominee who by the way there was already an attempted assassination against and youtube will still bend over backwards for you. Twitter will still say, hey, okay, first class all the way. Carlos Mazza, get that blue verified check mark. You're so amazing. Wow, wow, stunning and brave. It's ridiculous. It's absurd in every way. Don't do it. Don't fall for it. No matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, we can still engage through the political process. In fact, what the conservatives did on the abortion issue is engage in the political process for 49 years, and it worked. Anyway, those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you liked the video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description box of this video. This has been me talking about the row versus weight issue. Till next time.
2: Order now